This is a hose head. Production! Jeffrey Dahmer soaked in blood. The Unabomber blowing up. Waco, Texas, and Heaven's Gates. Aliens modified, men from apes. Hitler faked his death and then escaped. Bigfoot and the Mothman. Son of Sam talking to dogs again. Witches, ghosts, and goblins. Mysterious noise and hauntings. Dark arts and the skull and bones. Most celebrities are probably clones. So if you're feeling all alone, crack a beer and get stoned. I welcome you to the podcast, Strange Brew. Clodhopper, Papillon, Darcy Wilson, Ron and Marty, Whitler Dan, Sarah Edens, and Deputy Les. Come and join us for a half hour of fun and games at Joy Junction. Now here's Sheriff Don. Welcome everybody back to the podcast. I hope you're joyful today uh, because this is Strange Brew. Uh, you know what to do. I am Tomcat, a.k.a. Tom Thompson, the Raptilian. And who am I joined by on this joyous occasion? Horror boy. Uh, I still don't have a Tom. I still, we still haven't <laughs> figured out some cool names for me. I, I need that little radio jingle intro thing. I know. We got to figure it out. Somebody out there, surely to God, somebody listening can give me something that sounds somewhat cool because i'm sick of saying horror boy or playing old aaron yeah or any of that shit it's just boring give me something fun uh i can't think of it the <laughs> i feel like we have to get shirts made up horror boy um there's got to be a catching like aaron right arian aaron nah. <laughs> <laughs> That one pushes the bar a little bit. Just like this episode will push the bar on some stuff that we have done. This is a pretty disturbing episode. If you don't know, uh, you're about to find out. But yes, welcome back to... Uh, hey, Jose. Yeah, well, yeah. Listen to this. It's coming. You know what it is? What? It's Strange Brew. Podcast. <laughs> My favorite. I love that <laughs> Welcome back to the show, everybody. So this is going to kind of be in collaboration with our episode on Class Horrorcast of Dead Silence. And if you don't know, uh, you know, go check out the episode. It's about if you haven't seen the movie, it's definitely worth a watch. It is about essentially a cursed puppet that uh, a family member inherits. Inherit? Inher- yeah, inherits? Uh, and then it uh, it starts to kill people and slices open their jaws. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a fun movie. So we 
we did this over at Class Horrorcast talking about like puppets and 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 strange and bizarre things do on the horror aspect of uh, of the world or whatever. And so Aaron was like, you know, we should do something that kind of uh, kind of relates over on Strange Room Podcast. What you kind of want to do is we have the obvious fiction side of the world. Uh, over in Ireland when it comes to the horror podcast uh, it sometimes could be nonfiction you could say because there's some events in horror that end up overlapping reality um, but we always want to have a connecting bridge sometimes with certain episodes of how we could do something that is strange and very real about a subject maybe we've covered in a horror movie you know there's way more parallels there I think than people realize a lot of times as well because you look at a movie and you would think while I know this wasn't based like Dead Silence wasn't based off of the exploits of this guy or anything no, but no, no. there's definitely like seeds of reality built into I think most horror movies like if you talk to a lot of writers and directors a lot of it will be well you know what I read a story one time or somebody told me a story or yeah. I saw something online or I read a news article that said X, Y, and Z. And then I just kind of went from there. So like a lot of times yeah. I think there is more potential reality built into these stories than uh, people realize. A hundred percent. And we're, we're planning on doing uh, a big live special on haunted dolls in, uh, and the time this comes out, it probably will be around the new year. But essentially, we're gonna coming up. We will be doing some more live shows for Rumble and YouTube. So everyone that's watching this uh, or listening, definitely subscribe to our Rumble. Um, it's starting to grow now. Uh, and the YouTube, you know, like we always push people towards the YouTube. YouTube is a hit and miss type of platform. I feel like we're already semi shadow banned on there from some of the episodes that we've done. So I really want to push everyone towards the uh, to Rumble. We're, we're on BitChute too. We're on uh, even. Odyssey um, takes all our stuff from YouTube and puts it on there. And Odyssey is a weird platform, but I want to make sure we're out there. One day, you know, I've I've had the opportunity to maybe go on Rockfin. Um, I just haven't done my part to be able to put us up on there. Uh, so because I've got so many things going on, uh, but that's also a plan. So at least we'll be on all video platforms for people that want to check it out. But this episode is disturbing to say the least. Uh, it will be one of our kind of shorter easy to consume, <laughs> no pun intended, uh, episodes, but, uh, it's pretty messed up and you know nothing about this, right? Zero. Uh, well, uh, just the bare details. I think we discovered when we were chatting towards yeah. the end of the dead silence episode. Yeah. Cause we're trying to tie um, something in to do with dolls or puppeteering and, and this came up and I was like, well, that definitely sounds like a strange Rue podcast episode. But, but outside of that, like, I, I had no prior knowledge. I did, I, I I remember seeing when we first came across it, uh, when, when I seen Florida mentioned, yeah, yeah. I was like, ah, of course. Of, of course. course, it's always Florida. Uh, but uh, just off the hop, everyone subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, that's how you support us. Uh, right now, there is a bunch of different stuff up there. There's uh, different episodes that are only uh, available on Patreon. There's Lost Tapes episode on our side of the world. Uh, but also, we have an American Werewolf in London commentary where you can actually watch it with us. It's pretty cool. So you can watch them at the whole movie with us as we commentate uh, and kind of have like a little bit of a hangout with some beers and and getting stoned and just kind of while I was getting stoned, Aaron can't unless he smokes the hash, man. 
Tom was getting stoned and I was watching Tom get stoned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I'm in Ireland. So Ronald William Brown was a ventriloquist puppeteer on the television program called Joy Junction. As you heard in the intro, that was from the actual show. Joy, Joy Junction. It's always like, a we- you know, I never watched Christian television. Did you ever watch Christian television? No, I did not. Did your grandma I... or anything? No, actually, surprisingly. Really? Um, I didn't even really know that was a thing, to be honest with you, until oh, much yeah. later in life. Yeah, there's, uh, it's, I don't know, it seems to always be, not always, but it's a lot of times it's, and we'll get into it, but it's the idea that these people that are predators or psychopaths, they insert themselves into positions of power or they insert themselves in places where they can be around children. And, I, and we see this within politics, too, that these people... Uh, like some of our people that control our countries and stuff like that, they insert themselves in places of power so they can actually like buy out the judges and not get caught doing all these shady things behind closed doors uh, because of the control of the system and the way the system flows and goes, then they most likely will not get caught because if you control that system, you're not going to really be punished by the system that you created. And I feel like somebody, he's always prevalent in my mind whenever anyone mentions like, uh, pedophilia or any of that stuff or just like craziness in general yeah. um, is Jimmy Savile like it's such a 100% like, if you guys haven't he, checked out that episode be like, yeah like that's <laughs> that's a, a great episode um, and he like for, for people who are who are of this perversion he must be like you know like the Jesus Christ <laughs> yeah 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 He's got his hands out like he's sacrificed, you know, but or it's his, it's his, uh, it's his casket, 45 degree angle, you know, and I'm sure like in, like we said on the Jimmy Sabo episode, I'm sure that there's people that do some sort of witchcraft to, uh, witchcraft to invoke him. Just like I'm wearing my, uh, strange brew Crowley, uh, t-shirt, my Alistair Crowley t-shirt or my sweater. Um, and it, I feel like it's the same kind of thing where Crowley, I'm sure these occultists, uh, invoke him. Like how they would invoke like a demon, you know, like they want to invoke these certain people that left um, an imprint on this reality and stuff like that. Because I don't know, the more I research this stuff and the more I do mushrooms, uh, which has actually been a while, I did did microdose this morning uh, because you'll be able to catch... Um, dead silence on YouTube. We did a, uh, a little video on the deleted scenes in the alternate ending and opening, uh, for, um, dead silence. So make sure to check that out. But we, so we recorded, um, just before this one and I'm like, I got a microdose, you know, get myself uh, a little bit of awake. Uh, but I always, I don't know. I always, if I think about the stuff when I'm on mushrooms, the idea of like the layers of reality and who maybe is actually puppeting and orchestrating this physical reality uh, it gets, I'm never like frightened, but it definitely gets scary in my head where I'm like, you, I feel like I can feel it. I can feel like this, like negative energy in this creepy vibration that is now, you can feel it. I feel like in this planet nowadays, how bad everything's gotten. And, you know, it's just, this planet's a very dark place. And most people try to, they, they try to not think about it. They try, they're like in fantasy land. Be like, it's not that bad. Why would the government do that? Why would these people do that? It's like, because they're not human. That's why. Do you think, without sounding too morbid, and I'm not condoning this or saying like, this is like no. the way out or anything, but like, do you think that there's a correlation between that and people maybe who think like that, that go, I don't see any other way out other than just like unaliving myself? 
Oh, I know. Well, and then, like, but then if if this carries on beyond uh, our reality or whatever, and then are you just stuck again? Because there's idea that uh, when you die or whatever, if you go towards the light, you're just going back in the reincarnation cycle, and you're able to be enslaved somehow. That's where like go towards the light. They're like subliminally um, telling us to do this because supposedly you go back and through the. There's all these different ideas, but you go back to the womb. Uh, no. Yeah, that idea that like we see in the light and then as you like reach for it and go closer and closer that you're just being born again. Yes. Like, for, like not not saying that I wouldn't like that, but if it's if it's like that never ending, like horrible cycle, that would be such a scary experience to realize that in your head, maybe. Yeah. And be a newborn kid and be like, oh, fuck. and then you like look up and you're in the rubble of like Gaza and be like, God damn it, man. I got, I got the shit luck of the draw, you know? Yeah, why couldn't I be born in like a gold mansion somewhere? Yeah. But the idea is supposedly if you turn around away from that light, this is just a theory of people that have had near-death experiences, you like face the universe and you have like a, a choice to actually take your time to figure out if you want to go back. But that's why the scariest thought to me is is that um, the dark forces and entities that control this world and, and create people like this guy maybe, because I believe that people like this guy and other like serial killers and murderers, psychopaths, are influenced by these darker demonic entities that end up taking form in human form to be able to exhume energy in a quick like, you know, it's like to them, it's like, you know, um, who knows, right? Doing like a couple lines of Coke and then you're like in that moment and then eventually it goes away and the guy dies or gets arrested and they let go of uh, that that person maybe. Something like that is just a theory. Um, but the the scariest idea I've always thought is that the that reincarnation is like a slavery, essentially, and that the, the darker forces, these entities, reptilians, whatever they might be, um, are using us and they found out a way to constantly keep us reincarnated so they can exhume our energy and then they reincarnate as these powerful players on this chessboard in the world that we live in uh, live on in this reality and they're able to manipulate us for eternity. That's why I said on that video, I was like, Henry Kissinger is now dead. Uh, the puppet master of George Bush, speaking of puppets, right? And then Essentially that he might be physically gone from this reality, but that energy, that darkness, that energy that uh, consumes him and everybody like him is still very much here. You know? My favorite noise. <laughs> so this is uh, Ronald William Brown was a ventriloquist puppeteer on Joy Junction, as we said, a variety show on Christian television network. In 2013, he received a 20 year sentence for child pornography charges. But the full story is much more disturbing. Pretty crazy. So we all know we you know we, we were kids being around any like clown or puppeteer just maybe felt wrong. Why were these grown men hanging around talking to themselves and playing with children? Was it like Michael Jackson just trying so hard to be a kid again? Can you give me a Michael Jackson impression? I have no way. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny actually. So ignorant. I was only uh, <laughs> listening to um, a shit ton of Michael Jackson the other night. I was drinking some wine. And I don't know why I just got in like this like music kind of mood yeah. and I was listening to so like random stuff. I was listening to like Duality by Slipknot yeah. and then I was listening to like Snuff and then I went from that to like Michael Jackson. I was like, <laughs> I don't know how I've segued here, but I will say, right, <laughs> aside from all that other creepy, freaky shit that he was up to, yeah, that man was so talented for making <laughs> like those like 
tunes that like you could just like never forget. Hundred percent. And then you know, this because his uh, father punished him if he didn't do it. So um, pretty crazy. So this guy is a full blown creep. Brown first got in trouble when boys' underwear were found in his possession. However, he got off claiming that they were for his puppets. Um, but authorities allege that they found pictures of decapitated children that been have been bound and cooked on one of the man's computers. Other lewd pictures of children engaged in bondage were allegedly found inside the man's home in Largo, Florida. Following a raid on July 19th, a missing child's flyer was allegedly found inside the home. Man, look at this guy. Look at this guy. Look at this guy right here. <laughs> oh, my God, man. That's like he's not there. Like there's some – he's like possessed by something. Like Why it's always right? these people, man. Yeah. See, this is my question, right? Why <laughs> – this is so bad. But like – uh, and I'm not saying like why is there no sexy pedophiles? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. but like you know what I mean in the sense of like it, how how is it not a re- I know people will say oh that's really bad to judge people by how they look yeah but I feel like I have a pretty good eye for looking at somebody and going huh you look like you could be up to some weird stuff behind closed doors how is it always them dudes that end up in like jobs, like, you know, looking after kids and like being left alone with kids? I like, know. Who, like what? Priests. Like, I wish I still had this book. I would like to, maybe I say, I, I'm going to see if I can buy it again. I relented to someone and then they never gave it back. This is years ago. Um, I wor- I've told you about this. I worked with this lady called Deb. Her name was Deb, but she was like an old, like little brittle old lady. Like, I don't know, in her like late sixties or whatever would, was the prep lady. And she would give me like extra copies of like, uh, she had an extra copy of the devil's Rejects, So she gave me that. And, uh, she gave me this book called black magic killers. And I ended up lending it to somebody else, but I want to eventually get into it. Cause in the book, it talks about like this, um, this priest, I think. And then he had like a bunch of nuns, uh, that he would have sex with. It's always those people that serve themselves in positions of power. And then he was like supposed to be cooking and eating like orphan children and stuff. It was like very dark stuff, but I'm like, wow, that could be a, a crazy episode. Um, and, and because of the correlation with the puppets and stuff, I found this, it's always these people that like insert themselves and want to be around kids. And then have they always have this predilection or did it evolve into something, you know, quite disturbing. So one of the men, what? No, 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 go ahead. One of the men in this, uh, obviously a hideous discussion is Michael D. Arnett, uh, then 38 years old, who was accused of taking photographs of young boys with their private parts exposed. The boys were toddlers with clothes wrapped around their heads and their mouths gagged. One of the boys who was around one or two years old was in a roasting pan displayed in an open oven. Another child was in a roasting pan on the floor. Other sexually explicit photos of the young boys were taken throughout uh, Arnett's home. Family members, including the mother of one of the alleged victims, said that Arnett did not do anything on um, towards... Oh, it was just uh, the roasting pan pictures were just meant to be funny. So they're actually the people that are either family members of this disgusting human being were actually um, uh, they were like justifying that it was like it was just a joke. Yeah, no, but the the, the right. So the, this is the part I don't understand. 
family members, including the mother of yeah. one of the victims. Oh, it's one of the victims. I thought it was like, like his mother. Could you, so okay, right? That's fast forward. Yeah, one including one of the members of the alleged victim. Yeah, that's crazy. Fast forward three or four years, and you know you've got um, a new baby, like a you know one or a two year old. Yeah, and you someone somehow known to you or something, you get a clown for a fucking party or some shit, let's say, and the dude lives in your town and somehow you come to find pictures of your kid. Yeah, I know. Hogtied on a roasting pan, nude. Would like, at, at what point, right, in your head would you go, oh, you know, I get it. It's like cool, funny, like satire, like ha-ha stuff. It's crazy. What? How can people justify and rationalize a lot of the things that happen in this world is, is quite, quite crazy. Just like what goes on in war where it's like, it's just collateral damage. It needs to happen. They need to defend themselves. And then it's just like, okay, so you're just, you're just justifying the deaths of like children and, and, and innocent human beings because it's just collateral damage. Cause you don't see them and you're not a part of it. It doesn't matter. Well, in my opinion, right. Uh, with this situation specifically, uh, the only way I could see reasoning for being like, oh, yeah, no, I get it. It's like no harm done. It was meant to be funny. The only way I can see any reasoning for that is if you were also into that. Yeah, 100%. Like, why? how else could you possibly think that that's funny? I don't know. And I feel like there's there's probably people that are like that. Like, you, you know, uh, you've seen the movie um, uh, Red Dragon, right? where his like mom abuses him in, in this like horrific way. And like in her head, she's doing what she thinks a good mother should do. But meanwhile, it's like destroying the psyche of this child. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's like, I mean, there's a lot of messed up people out there that, that justify 100%. things in their head. So the conversation that Arnett and the Florida man uh, repeatedly engaged in for months were quite sinister. Alleged conversations were salacious and violent. This included calling toddlers piglets and how to best cook them. Brown and Arnett, along with uh, 42 others, were netted in a child port sting that spanned two uh, continents, including um, pre- um these uh, predators or perpetrators from every walk of life. Uh, believe it or not, the worst part of the story isn't that these individuals wanted to molest children. Instead, their online chat logs reveal a deep desire to murder, mutilate, and eat their corpses too. Brown even had a particular victim in mind, a boy who attended his local church. The horrific level of the details in their plans captured uh, the horrific level of detail in their plans is captured in eerily uh, benign nature of their back and forth dialogue. Attached is the manuscript uh, from the online dialogue, and um, it's it's quite disturbing. Um, so I'm going to read. I have um, some of it, but I also have a little bit of uh, on my phone of, of some of the chat logs. So between Chris Hansen, yeah, uh, I I ha- no, it's funny. I. I thought <laughs> I didn't have this shit on here, but uh, there's like a Chris Hansen soundboard and you could like download. Oh, wow. <laughs> I need to have that as well, just for no reason. There's one where it's just like, um, <laughs> it's like, I, uh, you're, where is it? I, I just saw it. And it's like, you're making me horny. And it's in this voice of Chris Hansen. It's so weird, man. <laughs> you're making me horny. <laughs> it's so weird. You need uh, to get some of like the, the guys he catches as well. Like there's, there's one guy that he gets and he's like, um, you should listen to the soundboard. It's fucked. 
he said something to him and he's like, why why would you bring pizza to meet a 12-year-old boy or whatever it is? Yeah. And the dude is like, who, who are you? Tell me who you are. And then he's like, no, no, I want to know a bit more about you. And then the dude is like, yeah, he opens up this full of pizza and he's like, can I at least eat first? <laughs> That's so messed up, man. So, and, um, so this is pretty crazy. Between April and October 2011, Brown and Arnett had uh, discussed the abduction and murder and cannibalism of children. They specifically had discussed C, quotations, uh, a boy who attended Brown's church. Uh, Brown had photographed C and sent images to Arnett during the online uh, chat session. The two men discussed eating C. Brown stated he would love to run his hands over the boy's legs and thighs and wanted to get a hand on the boy's little rump. Uh, pretty messed up. And then they also mentioned a two-year-old girl, a two-year-old. Uh, what's, what's a rump? His ass. An ass, yeah. And that's like mm. even when Albert <laughs> Fish, Albert Fish talked about it that way. It's like, oh, she had a delicious rump. And uh, that, if you want to check out that episode, it's very messed up. Me and Billy did that. Um, so a two-year-old two girl. Who Arnett claimed to uh, claimed to have eaten. Uh, Arnett claimed that the two year old girl tasted good and stated that he had made a made a sweet little oven roast, like some like Albert Fish shit. Uh, when Arnett said the girl's bottom had been good and her pudgy thighs had been just great, Brown responded, "You're making me hungry." I and then Arnett uh, sent Brown pictures of a three year old girl being snuffed in her kidnapper's lap brown stated the pictures was nice and he he enjoyed doing the boy from church that way it would be hot to see a video of the kidnapper strangling a child and would like to know what to expect just beyond disturbing like disgusting like a two-year a two-year-old this thing hasn't even existed on this planet for more than two years and you're already wanting to like and, and this is why these i don't know this is why these i think these people are possessed by something. I don't think natural human beings uh, have this in their psyche. Like I, I, I think that it's it's either instilled in some way, so like they're something happens to them when they're younger, uh, and I, that's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not excusing their behavior and saying that oh, because it's something outside of our eyesight that it's okay at all. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that the, that the evil that exists in this world exists beyond this physical form. And people like this, I believe are been taken hold of by some sort of dark force, even if it, if it's when they're kids and they're abused and then a certain maybe dark entities or something latches on to them and then pushes them to go a certain way. It's just strange how people like this can exist, you know? And it's just like, it just shows you how like slimy and like disgusting they are that it's all planned out that like they surround themselves in situations where they'll never be really um, approached or, you know, you, you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. like you rarely hear of these dudes like getting the shit beaten out of them or anything by like, you know, like a, a dad or a, an older brother or anything like that. They tend to like be quite clever in how they manipulate situations and always make sure that they're within their own comfort zone. Yeah. And it's with people they're close to. And, uh, from, um, the mouth of like an actual predator that's in jail, uh, camera who did this video, but he, they're interviewing, um, him. And uh, supposedly he said that like, if he looks at the dad and the dad is intimidating, um, and looks like, like a more or less strong or like, not like a, a weak, um, you know, overweight, you know, useless eater as mm -hmm. Klaus Schwab may say. Uh, but like they will, 
they will actually, they won't target that kid. They'll go for people that are more easy to access. And they definitely do look at the dad and be like, could he take me? Um, would I want to get, you know, involved and have him breathing down my neck or whatever it may be. But they do look at the, that's why dads become strong and make yourself look like a predator yourself to ward off these other predators and predators in a way of like a lion, you know, not like a creepy don't, don't, uh, what's the timestamp on that? We need to clip that one. Don't, don't put on these glasses and then start to be like, start to become like one. You know what I mean? It's like, you're like, well, I'm going to beat him at his own game and then I'll get it in his head. Um, but like, these are so dirty. I haven't worn these in so long. My Dahmer glasses, they do, they change you, man. They make you look like a fucking weirdo. I feel like a cult leader right now. Come to my sermon. Welcome to the church of God. You know, like David Koresh. <laughs> um, but like, we definitely need to clip that though. I can't believe you suggested that man should out predator. The predator. <laughs> I meant, I meant in the way of a lion, you know, the idea of like, you want to look like you're, um, uh, that you're, a, uh, you don't want to be messed with that. You're a force to be reckoned with. You know what I mean? That's how you kind of want to be, especially when you have children is you want to make sure that because there's so many people out there that keep their eyes out you know, in public, you do, you might not even fucking notice, man. Like I worked in a um, a restaurant, right? It was I've said this before. Uh, it was downtown in a city, and the bar was around. Like they're in the middle of this like square. There's like a, a fountain and all this stuff, and people bring their kids to it in the middle of like downtown. They have stuff like this in Toronto and bigger cities too. And then I'm like, I would never do that. I see like guys smoking cigarettes sitting on the bench, just watching these kids, and it's like it's creepy. And there's doing out in the open because people are like taking their kids out um, in the open in their swim swimwear or whatever. And then you have these creeps walking around downtown that are homeless or whatever. And, you know, and they're like, ooh, I could roast this, that in a frying pan. And, and maybe it's just me like uh, jumping to conclusions. And I'm not trying to be one of those people because like I don't believe in completely um, – like locking the kid up in the sense of like you can't go outside you can't do anything you can't be on on the internet you can't have friends i i don't i don't believe in that but like even like i go to the gym like five six days a week um just to use like the sauna and the ice bath and stuff yeah and like the amount of times dude and i get it right i get that there's like lots of men out there that have daughters and stuff and maybe they're single dads or you know there's they got to bring the kids to go and do stuff as well but like the amount of times, man, that I go into the change rooms and like dudes have their daughters in there. Yeah, and so like, weird. And it's yeah, like and I get it right, but there's like there's family rooms where you can bring your kids in, like mm-hmm. and they're you know, you've got your own like private little stall thing. Yeah. But like for some reason they feel the need to like do it like out in the main men's changing area. And I don't know, I'm assuming you've been in those places before. A lot of dudes, and especially older dudes, and I'm not saying that they're like predators or anything, no. but a lot of older dudes and stuff do not give a fuck. They'll have their saggy balls and all their shit 100%. hanging out and all them. Like, so it just weird. freaks me fucking out. I know. There's a, when I used to like do swimming lessons or whatever, right? Like, when I was a kid, I, I like, it was, all, I would, Billy always jokes, like, I was almost a lifeguard because, like, I did up to a certain level and then I got into smoking weed. Um, but, like, I remember, like, there's a place called the Wayne Gretzky Center, and it's like, it's, Wayne Gretzky because he's from the city 
that I used to live in or whatever. And I remember like, and it's this big, like it's got a pool, like these huge pools where you can do laps. It's got like the platforms and stuff like that. Like it's, it's a pretty big, like, um, it's like, I got an arena in there for like hockey, all that type of stuff. Right. And I always like, when I was a kid and we used to go there, I just remember like, it was like kind of like a sauna looking thing, but this big open change room with, you know, like the wooden seats and stuff like that. And it's like dudes just walking around with their cock and balls, just bouncing off their fucking thighs and shit. And you're like a kid being like, you don't need to see that shit. I feel like, you know, it's like, oh, it's just a hue. It's just a body. The people that do like say shit like that are the same people that are, you know, that are teachers that are teaching kids that they can be whatever gender they want. Like the, in the, in people that don't realize this. And we talked about it on the truth seeking episode is that the UN has admitted that they want to introduce the normalization, the normalization essentially of pedophilia within schools and stuff like that. It's in their fucking documents that they want to. I swear to God, right? Like when it comes to stuff like that, and I'm not one of those like cool, like tough guy people or whatever, but I swear to God, if that was me in that situation, either in a changing room or whatever, and I asked someone to be like, let's say, for example, I couldn't get into one of those little cubicles and I had no choice only to like change my kids out in the open area. I would try to be discreet as possible. But if, if I felt like there was dudes in there who were actively like trying to carry on. Yeah. And, like, I was like, look, dude, can you, like, cover up your shit for a sec? Like, we've got, like, you know, just, it's fine if there's just other dudes in here and that's what you want to do or whatever, but, yeah. like, could you? And if someone continues to do that, I started, that'd be, like, the shit that I would go to jail over. I know, 100%. Like, 100%. I'm going to punch you in your old fucking ball. I'm going to use your old balls like a speed bag <laughs> yeah, 100%. if you don't stop. I would, I would freak out. And uh, my wife knows this, and I've told her that if I... If we have kids, if I feel like anyone is trying to push that, that cultist fucking leftist LGBT shit on my kid, I'm going to freak out. But like, think, think about this, even for example, like, like fast forward a couple of years, right. And you guys have a kid and whether it's, whether it's a, a boy or a girl, um, I, I just like, as just a regular, like functioning human being, how could you not notice like, okay, so I have a nine year old boy. My nine-year-old boy is not having any relationships with grown men. No. Or grown women that are yeah. not like close family members. Yeah, like this thing of like when people say, it's really weird. Like I didn't really ever see the signs of my kid being um, R-worded by, yeah, uh, by, by this guy. And it's like, okay, who was he? Oh, he was like a, uh, an older guy who lived down the street. Played but he used to hang out with my <laughs> Yeah. And like, you know, he was really weird. Like, but had no family or he had no wife or kids or anything. And yeah, no, I just thought he always just, he was nice. He just hung around with my seven-year-old kid. I'm like, like that's okay, so weird. And this happens, yeah. especially in like fifth forties, fifties, sixties. I'm sure way before that, that it was like, people thought this shit was okay. No, it's not. Okay. What was that story actually before we, we move on? Remember it was quite famous. And I feel like we talked about this, uh, that family who like, wasn't the dude like fucking the dad and the mother and like molesting the daughter and stuff. Did he have? Did he have his own kids? That um, Joseph Fritzel? No, 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 no. It was in it was in America. Remember this dude? And he like he didn't he live with the family? And he was like having sex with the dad, and he was having sex with the mother. I can't remember that. And he that kidnapped the daughter. I can't remember that. Um, he was having a relationship with their daughter, and like they all kept it. It was a big Netflix documentary. Oh, I'm pretty sure that definitely did happen. The fact that he was having sex with the dad is fucking weird. <laughs> So bizarre, man. Let me carry on. Then we'll bring that back up because uh, there's not much to the story because this is completely disturbing. So thousands of chat lines discuss um, 
And uh, thousands of chat lines discuss how they would target children, kidnap them, and abuse them before murdering and eating them. In one of those chat rooms, Arnett said how a child was doing. Sadly, I feel like they're just talking like this. Sadly, he is doing well. I wish I had him tied up and gagged in my closet. That's always my voice because it sounds creepy. And uh, he would make a fine Easter feast. Arnett uh, replies. The two men then proceed to discuss graphically how they would cook and eat him and imagine the terror before dying. Brown asked Arnett to help him abduct and kill a child. I think I could handle the snuff easy, Brown wrote. It would be the catch and the butcher. That would be the hard part. Brown then told authorities that he was just discussing his fantasies in the chat rooms, but he would never really do this. Brown said that Arnett was into the killing and cannibalizing of children, uh, specifically toddlers, which is the most disturbing. Like it's like it's anything of like this nature is gross. Okay, but I feel like if a you know a fifteen year old girl or boy could have the chance of maybe defending themselves in some regard, and I'm not excusing any of the behavior, but I understand this. But the idea of like a toddler, and especially because Chelsea's sister has like a a young, you know, her sister just had a kid. He's like two, right? Like it's it's disturbing to think that people, I the people want to. I don't know, man. How can you think that type of stuff about a kid that young? Like it's just fucked up, man. <sighs> And and the fact that like you know it's uh, you know around that age they're still like pretty much like non-verbal. Yeah, I know. In the sense of like you know like they're not really going to be able to communicate. But again, right? Uh, for me at least, uh, and people will be like, "Oh, that's like that's victim blaming or whatever." Um, but I do feel like that the onus when if you've got a small kid like that, especially that young, yeah, and like they're getting some freaky stuff done to them by like dudes that are older than their parents there's something wrong there way before that 100 percent. it doesn't just happen to be like oh you were just really unlucky that like mm -hmm. that dude that you're letting into your house to mind your kid yeah in the room in a locked room on his own for eight hours 100 percent. then you have like weird weird rabbis a lot, of, a lot of weird stuff goes on in a country that is currently at war that people don't know at all. And then they like shout about it. Like, oh, like oh, my honest opinion about a lot of stuff that goes on in the world is nobody knows what's really going on. And any in the, the those conspiracy theories that you want to throw to the wind so easily are actually uh, a lot of people have stated this that are, uh, you know, part of maybe three letter agencies that have came out and, and spoke out against what's going on or, or people that have seen this sort of like investigators that have dived deeply into the idea of all the stuff like Jeffrey Epstein had very close ties to the Israeli government, very close ties. Uh, and nobody's talking about that and how they were agents of Mossad. There's a lot of stuff that goes on that people just don't know about. And they throw it to the wind where a lot of people have said that it goes the scariest and most disturbing thing you can think of. It's probably far worse than you'll ever understand. That's the freaky part. And then I even said, like, like reading this and going through this stuff, I was like, and you have, like, Homeland Security uh, that ends up uh, going through some of these uh, cases or their – and Homeland Security is was created after, I think, 9-11 or whatever to, you know, the idea of giving up freedom uh, for security. But I feel like they expose just enough where it looks like they're doing something uh, to help, you know, like, we took – we got 200 children. Like, oh, we're able to, like, uh, save 200 children. Meanwhile, there's thousands that go missing into these sex trafficking trades uh, that then your own government 
has has been implicated in and funded uh, through like Ukraine and money laundering scams and all this other stuff that I think that people don't realize is happening. Um, like war, war is a great time to uh, get children because there's so much chaos and oh my child's missing and then they get it's disgusting and disturbing. But people have to realize the dark aspects of this world before we're going to ever change anything. You have to acknowledge the type of stuff that goes on. But I do believe it goes far deeper than most people could even want to imagine. They're like, well, why would people want to do this type of stuff and i always say because they're not human man they have no they don't they have no empathy or care for anyone else but themselves not even for themselves because they're just a meat suit that is being puppeted by very dark forces in my opinion you need david Icke on the show i know he, he's got a, i would love to talk to him um but like that one guy said that the, a sweet he would make a sweet little oven roast when they were talking about the one girl she he said she would have better off she would be better off eaten uh, anyhow rather than growing up any longer as another trailer park brat that is messed up dude so uh arnett advised brown to uh to trawl trial trailer parks wherever that must be a low-income housing complex because they were great breeding grounds for even small ones who aren't uh, watched as well and they know stuff like this and that's why so imagine Mm -hmm. these people that are just online chatting that are like oh you know there's places we can go to have access to kids then imagine the people these like that are connected to like like you know jimmy savile buying uh orphanages and stuff like that so if there's anyone that's rich a celebrity, anyone that gives too, like too much money to an orphanage or places like that, you should probably start to investigate and look a little deeper because I'm sure they have ties to certain stuff. Like, uh, it's funny. We're talking about Jimmy Savile. Somebody commented, um, uh, a, a quote from Margaret Thatcher, uh, a positive kind of one on like a political, uh, I can't remember what post it was. And I was like, Oh, that's great. Quoting someone who was involved in child trafficking. And they're like, where'd you get that info? And I was like, it's called reading a book, man. It's called researching. I was like, she was very close to Jimmy Savile and gave him like awards. So how did yeah, she I mean, not she know? She was a known, she was a known scumbag, even aside from the Jimmy Savile connection. I mean, uh, as people refer to her here, Maggie Thatcher. Yeah. She was an unknown scumbag. Yeah. hundred percent. Like, and look at this guy's creepy, Puppet man. Wait, why is that haircut? I feel like I have a haircut. <laughs> uh, so pretty crazy. Yeah, because they weren't being watched. Uh, Brown said that he helps out children's area, uh, the children's area of the church he attends every Wednesday. Several children from his neighborhood and surrounding neighborhoods would come to uh, his his place and hang out with uh, hang out with him and or come to this like church thing. And they infiltrate certain places. That's why I'm like. These these communists too, these uh, uh, Marxist people that uh, value very weird things in this reality, always insert themselves into like all your teachers, a lot of your teachers out there in all these countries. They've been inserting themselves, in, especially in the United States and in Canada, like these people that have outlandish beliefs and um, are very too open about. And I feel like they've been compromised and pushed and the UN is supposed to be behind a lot of this stuff, but... It's almost disturbing that you don't, you may think that like this, this, you know, maybe round old lady with a, you know, it's a little like she's just a, she just loves kids. She has no kids of her own. She's got her husband died years ago or she's divorced or any of this stuff, right? These kind of weird people that don't have kids, but then insert themselves in this situation with kids and you're like, oh, she's just a harmless old lady. And then meanwhile, she's teaching your kids 
um, how to put condoms on or you give blowjobs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just like, it's just that thing for me again. Like, as I said, as a parent of a, of a relatively still young child, um, and, and potentially maybe we'll have another kid at some point. Yeah. Um, that, that whole thing, like, I don't know, just the, the whole, my, at least in my opinion, anyway, and maybe, you know, people might say that I'm wrong or whatever, but this thing for me of like your kids having relationships with these like fucking neighbors or church helpers yeah. or any of this fucking shit. No, we're not doing any of that stuff. We're not hanging out know. with some weird dudes or, and I, I, we keep referencing dudes. Uh, well, at it's least also I do. Women. And, and yeah, and that's only just because obviously this story was about mm-hmm. two guys basically, but women, anything, anybody like I, there's, there's nobody hanging out with my kid who's not a kid yeah, of the same age and it's not like in a place where it's like at my house or at like a play date somewhere where everybody's involved but this thing of being like hey you want your kid to come over to my house your nine-year-old kid to yeah. come over to my house for pizza i know what and then it gives a bad rap for people that actually care like we just watched the mr dress-up documentary uh and like i grew up watching it. my mom it was a big part of my mom's life around that time of like the 80s kind of stuff and then it gives people like him a bad rap because he actually cared uh is as far as we can tell uh but you know and like but i feel like it's always these people it wasn't like the guy from almo was caught at some point somebody was and then there was like the guy that did the voice of almo or one of them something like that i might be uh going on an offshoot but then and but there was definitely the guy from Blue's Clues because there's Blue's Clues in different countries and it was one in a different country that did tie in the same kind of show and he was also like found with shit and disturbing. So before we uh into a close of what the law enforcement would find in their raid, um, unmute your mic when we play this clip and we're gonna play um about a two minute clip. Uh, of Ron and Marty, essentially Ron Brown, the creepy dude with his puppet from the show, and just uh, just hear what they're talking about. So we might commentate a little bit over this, but check this out. And when I got over there, I noticed that some of the kids were kind of giggling and laughing, you know, and I wondered why they were doing that. Well, why were they doing it? Well, they said, Marty, come over here and take a look at our pictures. So I walked over there and I took a look. I know. Don't mean you know what it was? What was it, Marty? Well, it was in Arizona. I'll tell you that right now. Ron, they were looking at some dirty pictures, and they wanted me to look too. Well, Marty, what did you do? Well, I said, look, guys, I like you a lot, and I want to play with you. I said that may be true, but I know someone who will see, and that's God. That's Jesus. That's right, Marty. You know, that kind of reminds me of... Turn for the audio. It's an old video, everybody. It's found in 2 Timothy 2.22. And it says that you should run away from anything that will give you evil thoughts. And as your companions, you should have friends who have pure and clean thoughts and will only give you good ideas. Well... You know what I decided to do? What's that, Marty? The jaw's creepy. I to turn around and go right back home. Well, it's like, they have some weird-looking, like, thin plastic. I don't know. kind of laughing at me, too. Well, that's okay, Marty. I think they will respect you for your opinion. And, you know, I'm glad you weren't wishy-washy. I'm glad you like, remained firm in your belief was this that looking even at those kinds of things is wrong. I'm real proud of you, Marty, for the decision you made. 
So weird of him talking about like dirty pictures and being like, yeah, well, I didn't want to like, look at like, dirty why, pictures. Like, I don't know whether he had creative control or whoever yeah. else was involved in that show. But like at what point would anybody sit down and go, yeah, I was thinking about doing this really cool, like um, I had this really cool bit for all the kids and I think it'll be really good and they'll be really relatable to the kids where I'm going to talk about like dirty pictures. and Now you shouldn't look at him because God's always watching. It's always these people. It's like you're obviously are not afraid of the the vengeance of God, right? I always laugh because like I, the idea of like that people – I don't know. Religion was definitely created to divide and conquer people. And, and then it's just like, if you, if, if it actually makes you a better person to be religious, if it does make you a better person, good for you. But if you're hiding stuff or you're, you're religious because you feel guilty about the things you're doing in your life. So you like cover it up somehow is like not good. If it makes you a worse person or you're just a piece of shit that like, we're like, I, I believe in God. So I, I can just repent my sins and then I'll be fine. Yeah. Like I, I just, I'm still, uh, steadfast on that belief of like religion isn't real to me yeah it's just not real they're all the same that's why it's funny if you listen to david ike um when he talks about religion and uh, you look at it's like all these all these gods or whatever may have different names but then you, when you start to actually just look at it subjectively and take away the names or if they did this they all sound the same so where are they all coming from, right? It's not like there's anything different with them. They're just recycled, made-up stories. Or they're stories that have truth in them that have now been recycled and changed to fit a certain narrative or a way to sway people away from the real truth. The idea that Jesus Christ's name is Yasawa, I've brought up before too. The idea that you're not even invoking his name, or even a lot of people have brought this up, like David Icke, is that, that I think he thinks that people are praying to a god, uh, actually a demonic being, um, like Yalda Bayoth are uh, Baal, 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 which I'd like to do a, a, um, an episode about some of these demonic people throughout history. Like Baal is like a creepy thing. Um, Beast 1333 did a song about uh, being like a, a fallen angel. And it's creepy because the idea that like, Oh, that like they, they were fallen angels that then were subjected to God's like will or, and, and then they come down to the physical form and then influence the world uh, in some regard. And, all the weird stories behind that is is fascinating too, and that these all these people that are religious might be giving energy up to a demonic being or a being that they don't even know that they're worshiping, you know, because the name that they're invoking might not be the name that they think they're invoking, you know. It, yeah, I just I tie all of that stuff and like without sounding too like generalizing, but like. Uh, the idea of like politicians, fucking the royal family, um, yeah. religious, uh, um, I don't know what you would call them, like, you know, like bishops and ministers and all this shit. I just, a lot of that I just tie into the same thing. And I'm not saying that they're all, um, you know, sexual abusers or anything no, like no. that. But in the sense of like, I feel like a lot of it is like a crutch for hiding other bullshit for the most part. 100%. Um, I'm sure there is some like genuine people out there and yeah, they're yeah. probably getting a bad rap because of it. Yeah, but I for agree. the most part, I think a lot of those institutions and things were created to um, cast, sh- you know, like a shadow and kind of a blur across some of the other shit that was going on. Yeah, I know, and they'd like to cover it up. So in the raid, uh, law enforcement would find over 200 child photograph images 
Um, over 100 photos of children tied up, gagged, and blindfolded. Images of children who appeared to be dead. Im- hundreds of images of a boy from his church who had died of a brain tumor. That's super disturbing. An image, uh, uh, a photo of like a, a missing child flyer, which you talked about. Boys' underwear. A blow-up doll wearing children's clothing. So disturbing. And an angsty journal in which he reveals his sick infatuation and later uh, resentments of various young boys. Um, or uh, reset, uh, resent, whatever. Resentments, weird. Of various, yeah, so cringy and creepy. And, ugh, like, just it makes you, like, I don't know. I just, I can talk about Ted Bundy all day long. But, like, not, not, feel like, not feel so, uh, I don't know. There's something about these kind of, child predator creepy people i don't know it's just and it should make uh, everyone feel uncomfortable but it's, it just makes you feel gross even talking about it right so yeah it's just scum just pure scum like i, I don't have any sympathy no. or like any sort of like even when you have the do-gooders that come out and try and like reason and be like well it's mental illness this and it's yeah. this and it's that no remember um louis through done a thing uh years ago where he went into that fucking wasn't it that prison for all like this the like pedophiles and yeah. creeps and weirdos and like some of them were trying to like justify their behavior and they're like well we got no help from the state and you know this is what happens about no 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 motherfucker no. You, everybody in there should be shot in the head no, i know castrated it's just crazy and this is like uh kind of tie it's not it was meant to be tied into the dead silence uh episode which is essentially about a puppet that kills people and it kind of Relates in some way because this guy is a completely disturbing, horrific monster. It, it is like a horror movie where they wanted to like cannibalize kids and stuff like that. And it's, it's so disturbing when I've, we just pulled it up on screen. I was like, whoa, like let's, let's add something in before we start diving into a bunch of different stuff on this show. Like I have episodes ready to go about UFO encounters and some more fun aspects of stuff, but true crime will always be something that I'm fascinated by and talking about uh, because it's, so abundant. There's so many stories about, and like, I didn't even know about this Go, quick Google search puppeteer, uh, horror. Uh, I put like true crime puppeteer, true crime puppets, and it just popped up. Right. And that, uh, how easy you could type in probably anything and you could find a true crime story about some horrific event or some creep or anything. Right. So, and there's a lot of them out there. Yeah, hundred percent. So, uh, everybody give us five star rating reviews. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, you know, it's obviously very disturbing and disgusting and we're going to have a lot of fun stuff coming up for the show. That's not so, you know, not so like hair raising and ugh, like just makes you feel like you just want to squirm in your seat. Uh, but, uh, it's, I feel like talking about the stuff we, um, Kind of sometimes you need to, to, to like, I always want to push it out there to people like just just be careful. You know, there's a lot of weirdos out there and you don't necessarily know who you're leaving your kids with. Sometimes, even though they seem like the most nicest, you know, church going granny, you don't know what the fuck she's doing. She could have dead bodies and barrels in her basement. So just be careful and, and be aware of your surroundings and of your children's surroundings for sure. And I was getting harder and harder every day because, you know, you give your kids up to the government you know, eight hours or nine hours a day. And then you, you probably barely have time with them at night. And then you wonder why your kid's a communist when they turn 18, you know, cause you gave your kid up to the government to raise. <laughs> Here's another clip. 
Yeah. So everybody, uh, you know, support Class Horror Cast. Go check out our episode of Dead Silence. Um, it was a lot of fun to do a very like well done horror film in both of our opinions. And uh, there's a lot of stuff coming. We are constantly talking about it and shooting ideas back and forth with each other. And there's a lot coming. Um, and as the fans know already, Billy is moving away. Um, and yeah, I think he will be at the point this comes out. He'll still be part of the show. We actually have plans to have him on more episodes with me and Aaron because he might have the ability to be able to do that because um, his schedule might be freed up a bit more with the job that he's doing. So, um, you know, make sure to check out that. Billy is still going to be part of the show, so nobody fret. Uh, but it's just going to be done a little differently uh, going forward. There'll be a couple episodes that people won't really notice that will be out and kind of break up uh, the time that he'll be away. Uh, but we're going to start recording with him at some point of us all together. And it's, uh, I am a little sad, but, uh, he still very much wants to be part of the show. So Billy is joining me in like the virtual, I know. like fake land. I know so he's joining me out here hundred percent in the ether. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, everybody stay strange out there and, um, save the kids, you know, protect the children. Au revoir. I hope this one uh, gave everyone uh hope this is a good start to your day. If you're listening to this, like driving to work or something like that, uh, uh, don't drive your car off the cliff. Just uh, remember that things get better and life is a strange thing, but just do what you can to protect yourself. Don't drive your car off a cliff. Uh, as soon as you're finished this and you feel down, then just go listen to one of our happier episodes. Yeah, 100%. Watch the, listen to the Dead Silence episode. Uh, you know, it's fiction. You know, it's something that you, know, you could kind of have a little fun with and it's not uh, so disturbing. Bye. Bye.